Welcome to the Man Talk Show. I'm Connor Beaton. And this week on this midweek mini episode, we're going to be talking about increasing sovereignty. Um, now, this is a little bit of an interesting topic, and I'm going to explain why it's important and why I'm diving into this. But it's something that I've had a lot of questions about um, on Instagram and in the Man Talks Alliance uh, inadvertently. No one's really directly asking about, you know, how do I increase my sovereignty? Uh, but inadvertently, they are actually asking this exact question. So that's what we're going to dive into. Um, but before we do, just a quick reminder, men, head on over to mantalks.com. Uh, sign up for the Alliance. It is free for a month. So if you've been thinking about doing it, head on over and join. We have hundreds of men in the group. Uh, we meet on a weekly basis. You get your own uh, men's group that you get to be a part of that is member-led, and you get access to <laughs> just incredible men from around the world. You get access to monthly challenges, monthly book club, resources that I bring in, everything from sex therapists to health coaches to fitness uh, experts. So you name it. It's an awesome, awesome group. It's only $27 a month. It's phenomenal. Um, and I would love for you to be a part of it. So when you do join, please send me a message uh, so I can meet you. I would love to know a little bit about you. So please introduce yourself when you do join. And ladies, um, definitely, you know, just subtly send it to your men, uh, you know, send it to the men in your life and encourage them to join because it is an incredible resource that is helping hundreds of men in all aspects of their life from all walks of life. So, all right, with that said, let's dive into increasing sovereignty. So this has been a topic that I've wanted to cover for a while because I have seen with the rise of mainstream media creating hyper amounts of polarization that more and more people are struggling to find a sense of individuality. Uh, they're struggling to find a sense of individual sovereignty in their life because so much of their opinions and beliefs and their uh, identity are outsourced to these large systems, right? To political systems, to religious systems, to media narratives, uh, to movements, et cetera. And the individual can really get lost in that. And that's a very dangerous thing. We, in many ways, need the dichotomy between the individual, uh, individual's freedom and individual's beliefs and the collective beliefs and the collective freedoms. So we need to maintain a, a sense of sovereignty. And I'm going to define sovereignty. So here, it really means a sense of dominion uh, or authority or ascendancy. And I love the word ascendancy because really that is what we as human beings crave. It's one of our primary functions, in my opinion, is to ascend previous generations, to ascend uh, previous human beings that have come before us, right? It's why you hear almost every parent saying, I want to leave my child with a better life than I've had. Um, we want to, we want not only for us to ascend, but we want our off offspring to ascend us. And so we need to live by example. So for all the parents out there, this sense of sovereignty is very important because you're going to teach your child how to not only be individual and connected within the family system, but you're going to teach them uh, how to evolve, how to grow, how to uh, experience that sense of individuality. So sovereignty is a very important aspect in a time where we see a rise in a desire for people to sort of melt away into collective beliefs, right? To sort of melt away into the group think, 
um, as we've seen with a lot of the mainstream narratives that are coming up. And this sense of sovereignty is incredibly important for simple things like ending codependency, like working on the codependent or meshed attributes and habits that show up within your relationship or show up within your family system. So if you are someone that struggles with that, maybe you're a nice guy or a nice woman, or uh, you struggle with codependency within your relationship or your family, increasing your level of sovereignty is going to be an access point for you to diminish and start to end uh, that codependency. So there's three points that I want to that I want to leave you with about starting to increase this level of sovereignty. And I'll give you some examples of what each of them might look like. So if you have a pen and paper or you take notes from these episodes, um, please feel free to tag me on Instagram if you want to share them uh, out. So here we go. So first and foremost is you need to end your emotional outsourcing. Now, what does that mean? In its basic form, emotional outsourcing is when we feel something and we expect somebody else to do something about it, or we label somebody else as being responsible for the emotion that we're feeling, right? So either either way. So maybe anger comes up in your relationship and you know you expect your partner to make you feel better. Or anger comes up in your relationship and you say, I'm feeling this way because you said X or because you did Y or because you didn't do X or you didn't say Y, right? So this emotional outsourcing is a way for us to create codependency and it lessens our ability to self-regulate, to self-soothe, to um, be in the driver's seat of our own emotion, emotional capacity. So we want to start to do some basic things here. One, we want to start to notice our own level of reactivity, where we are playing the victim with our partner. And so the, the victim will sound something like what I just described before, where you are you know, uh, playing the role of someone who has fallen prey to another person. That might sound something like, um, you know, you always this, or you never that, or um, whenever you're using universals, like universal language, that is you always, you never, um, I can never, it's never enough for you. Anything like that is going to fall under emotional outsourcing. You are making someone else responsible for how you are feeling in some capacity. So you want to start to pull in the nets and take more responsibility. A very simple thing that you can start to do is label the emotion that exists within you. So rather than saying, you made me feel this way, or you did this and I felt this way, or you said that and, and, and it made me feel this way, is to simply say, I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling sadness. I'm feeling grief. I'm feeling abandoned. I'm feeling hurt, right? One of the biggest challenges that most men face specifically is saying those three words, I feel hurt, or you hurt me, or that hurt me. Uh, you, you would probably say you hurt me if it was a physical thing, uh, but if it's an emotional thing, it's like that hurt me. And it's a very challenging thing for us to say it. But when we say it, what we are doing is creating a reclamation of our own emotional sovereignty. We're not saying I feel this way because of something that you did or said or didn't do or didn't say. We're saying I feel this way. And then there is room in the dialogue, in the place and space of conversation 
to actually dialogue and have a discourse around what may have caused that without villainizing, without victimizing, uh, and, and without blaming. And so we want to start to pull in the nets of where we emotionally outsource. So start to look at your life. Who do you rely on to make you feel better, right? Who do you rely on in order to help you get through really tough, challenging situations? Now, it's not to say that you shouldn't call on friends. It's not to say that you, um, you know, shouldn't get support. All of those things are still important. It's just that those people are not responsible any longer for your emotional well-being. So starting to uh, end your emotional outsourcing. The second part is starting to reinforce your capacity for unilateral decision-making. And I'm going to describe this because I'm sure that that sounds like a mouthful. (laughs) So all that this means is that you decide and not others. And it means that you decide sometimes without any input from other people. Now, this unilateral decision-making is meant to mean that you decide without other people's interference. This is very important for the individual process, right? So Carl Jung talked a lot about the process of individuation, right? That at some point in our life, we will enter into a space where we have to learn how to do and how to be on our own without other people's input, without their validation, without their acceptance, without their approval, And unilateral decision-making is a part of that process. So what we want to do is look for small areas of life where we can start to make decisions without necessarily consulting anyone. And we start to cultivate a deeper sense of trust in our own ability to make powerful, healthy, grounded, directional decisions. Most of us really struggle with this. Most people really struggle when it comes to decision-making about breaking up with a person, about whether or not you should leave a job or take a job or, you know, these big life choices um, that show up in all of our lives. We struggle to make these decisions largely because the small decisions along the way, what, what do you want to eat for dinner? Dinner? Should you go to the gym? Should you not go to the gym? Do you want to go on a second date with that person or not? Most of these decisions we are outsourcing, right? We are constantly asking for input from our friends and family members and colleagues and coworkers and, and shareholders. And, you know, the list just goes on and on. Media sources, Instagram models. I mean, who, who knows? And so the more that we the more that we try and bring in other validations and opinions into our decision making process the more that we send the signal to our unconscious and subconscious mind that we don't have the capacity to do that ourselves. And so we want to start to look at areas of of our life that we can make decisions without needing to outsource any validation or permission or perspective getting. And so what I'd like you to do is think about a few areas of your life where you want to take complete dominion over making the decisions for them. Now, that might be something as simple as going to the gym. It might be something as simple as one or two nights a week, 
you unequivocally just decide what you're going to eat for dinner or uh, you know what you're going to take yourself on, out on a date or out you know out in the town and you are going to plan it and you're going to make the decision and it's not going to be affected uh, by anyone else. No one else is going to validate it. You're not going to ask for anyone's validation. You just make the decision. Now, there are decisions that come in life that you obviously want to make with a partner. <laughs> and maybe you make a liter- unilateral decision-making too much, um, but this is about sovereignty. This is about increasing sovereignty. So look for the places in your life where you can start to make those decisions for yourself without any external validation and increase your ability to trust your internal compass, your internal intuition when it comes to these decisions. And the final piece is start to elevate your consciousness capacity. So your capacity to be in the seat of consciousness, to be in the seat of awareness, aware of your emotions, aware of your thoughts, aware of your breath, aware of your body, aware of the world around you, aware of another person's breath and body and movement and action and emotional state, right? So expand your consciousness, not just most of us, and especially this is after working with thousands of men, I see this a lot. Most of us men, our consciousness is stuck with our thoughts. It's stuck with our thoughts. So it's it's interdependent, it's codependent, it's enmeshed with our thoughts. And so our consciousness actually needs to start to expand. Our awareness starts to do, need to expand into our emotional body, into our physical body into the body of our relationship, into our sexual body, into our spiritual body. And we need to start to move our, comp- our our consciousness out through compassion, through empathy, through understanding, but also through practices that we utilize on a daily basis. So this is where embodiment practices come into play. And this is, again, these are things that I teach at the weekend and and uh, at in the alliance that we talk about quite a bit, but you can find them. You can find some of these practices in things like Kundalini Yoga. You can find these practices in uh, Wim Hof breath work. You can find these practices in doing cold showers. So things that are going to bring your consciousness out of the thought of thought addiction, right? Because most of us are caught in thought addiction constantly, and our consciousness is is not any bigger than the thoughts that we have. And that's not to diminish your thoughts. It's not to diminish them and say that they don't play a large role. It's simply to say that there is much more for our consciousness to start to become uh, aware of and to expand into. So notice how you can begin to expand your consciousness capacity. This might mean that you start to listen to that intuition a little bit more closely. It might mean that you start a practice to get your awareness into the body. That's why meditation is so powerful, is that for, for most beginners in meditation, one of the first hurdles is when you sit and you find silence, suddenly your consciousness becomes aware of the giant meat sack that it is inhabiting and all of the tightness and the tension that seems to reside within that body. And you have to start to move your consciousness out through that body and start to uh, release some of the tension and use the breath and become aware of the breath and all those other magical pieces that come along with meditation. So find one practice. For me, it's breath work. Breath work for me 
really has helped to expand my consciousness capacity and to, to expand my meditative practice. So find a practice that you can commit to, to expand your consciousness capacity. So that's what I have on increasing sovereignty. Um, you know, these, these practices, again, uh, and your emotional outsourcing, reinforce your capacity for unilateral decision-making and elevate your consciousness capacity. These take time, right? This is, this is something that you will have to commit to. Um, but even if you do one of them, even if you chose one practice, one thing, uh, you, you know, you just said, I'm, I am no longer going to make other people responsible for my emotions. If you just made that declaration and started to tell people around you, you told your partner, you told your friends, you said, hey, look, and this might sound weird, but I, I just want you to know that I am no longer going to make you responsible for my emotions. So if you ever catch me doing that, if you ever feel like I'm making you responsible for my emotions, tell me. Uh, if you are in a relationship pretty much guaranteed your partner's going to tell you. <laughs> so be careful, be ready, uh, and be and, and and make sure that you are up for the challenge if that is the avenue that you're going to take. Um, but even if you do one of these things, you will start to dramatically increase that level of sovereignty, increase that level of dominion and authority within yourself, which is such a beautiful experience, um, especially if if you are someone who feels largely out of control of themselves. So I hope that you found this episode helpful. If you did, and you know that someone would resonate with it, make sure that you share this episode. And uh, just a huge shout out to a couple of the people that have left uh, ratings and reviews lately. I've really enjoyed uh, reading them. Dave, uh, thank you so much for the, the rating and the review. Um, so if you have a moment, please head on over to whatever platform you're listening to me on, um, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever, uh, and leave a rating and a review. It goes a long, long way. So until next week, this is Connor Beaton signing off.